This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram. These are just some of the top social media platforms today. Fast forward 10 years and who knows what kinds of apps will be leading the pack. Remember when MySpace was all the rage? Or when, in the late 2000s, everyone started migrating over to a hot new concept called Facebook? It's not unusual for social media sites to come and go, but one aspect that's ever-present is the dominance of influencers in this space. In short, an influencer is someone who makes money online by creating content that appeals to a certain viewer. Today, there are influencers to fill every niche, whether they post their workouts or theme park reviews or their latest shopping hauls. Communities with similar interests form around them and tune into every upload. A lot of people want to be influencers now, especially young people. And it's easy to see why. I mean, you can make so much money being an influencer, but not only that, you are able to have freedom in a way that is really tantalizing to so many people, especially, you know, here in the U.S. You really don't have to work for anyone. You can build your own business. You can, many influencers start their platform and then are able to start, you know, brick and mortar businesses on the back of that. You know, that is really the American dream. That's Stephanie McNeil, a senior editor at the women's magazine Glamour and the author of Swipe Up for More, Inside the Unfiltered Lives of Influencers. To get a better idea of the industry and the people within it, McNeil spent three years up close with three prominent influencers. Go back 20 years and this kind of role didn't even exist. Today, close to 5 billion people across the world are on social media. That's about two-thirds of the human race. With so many eyeballs online, there's a lot of money up for grabs for those who have built up a large online following. For example, last year Dove, a personal body care brand, paid influencers with roughly 50,000 followers around $5,000 per sponsored post or reel. That's a lot of money for one campaign, but McNeil says that this high pay comes at a high cost. The ticket that you cash in and that tightrope that you walk is that your entire life is up for public consumption, which means the public can make you so they can keep you on the tightrope, but they can also very easily knock you down. And if you want to be an influencer, you have to go into it with your eyes wide open and realize I am giving up a certain level of privacy for this. I am giving up. I am just have to expect that I am going to get a certain level of online scrutiny on the more positive end, but also really gross, mean DMs, bullying, all of that kind of stuff. Unfortunately, it's just kind of the price you have to pay. And I think some people would say, if you're making money off of being a public figure, that's fine. But on a personal level, my opinion is I don't think it needs to be quite as vitriolic as it is, but you know that's kind of up for people to debate. McNeil jumps back to 10 or 20 years ago when celebrity gossip magazines were at their peak. 
She says this same space still exists now, it's just moved elsewhere. These conversations are happening on social media, blogs, and online forums. I used to read Us Weekly and people in the grocery store when my mom was shopping when I was like 10 years old, the pop culture obsession runs deep. And those magazines could be very cruel to celebrities picking apart their outfits and all of that kind of stuff. But now it is so much bigger. It's in real time. People respond to you and it's just fed this beast of online discussion where really, you know, it's not just influencers, celebrities, public figures, politicians, there's just perpetual dissection of their lives in every space on the internet. Women do make up the majority of influencers, and one specific subsect is momfluencers. There's a lot of interest in accounts that give an inner look into what it's like to be a parent. McNeil says this kind of content opens up a larger conversation about the ethics of broadcasting kids online. I think it's something that we really need to discuss with nuance. And I think that one thing that I've noticed in the past few years is people really come at it from a very attack dog sort of way where I've seen a couple articles written where people are like, this is horrible. The kids are going to hate it. And, you know, I think it's a spectrum. And as I discuss in the book, unfortunately, there are no laws in place for how children can be used in content on the internet. And it is really left up to the discretion of the parent. And unfortunately, we really can't rely on parents to make the best choices for their children 100% of the time. You know, we see that in every aspect of society. As a possible solution, she highlights how Hollywood protects child actors by enforcing certain regulations. There are laws in Hollywood where kids can only work a certain amount of time, um, a certain percentage of their earnings needs to be put into a trust. And I think that the trust, if children are being used in paid advertisements on the internet, I think that some sort of law requiring that some of those proceeds will be put aside for them would be really great. I also think that there should be some sort of restriction on how much kids are used, how often they are filmed. Just last month, Illinois became the first state to pass a law requiring that children be compensated if they're part of monetized content. This law goes into effect next July and includes specifics on how much the child should be paid based on how frequently they appear in videos or posts. The law also says that all payments must go into a future trust fund that the child can access once they reach a certain age. It also allows teenagers who are 18 or older to take legal action against their parents if they were part of monetized content but were never properly compensated. This Illinois law is the first of many future protections for those who share their lives publicly online. Who knows what the space will look like even five years from now? To find out more about this topic and our guest, Stephanie McNeil, visit viewpointsradio.org. This segment was written by our executive producer, Amira Zaveri. Our studio manager is Jason Dickey. I'm Gary Price. Coming up on Viewpoints. I don't think Threads is done yet. I think they really want to go after people that are using Twitter or X. Will Threads, the new concept by Meta, sink or swim? Then. Right now I'm working with a lot of recent college graduates 
who are having a really tough time having those informational interviews for jobs because the idea of meeting someone new and trying to have a conversation with them seems like a boulder. The life skills young people are lacking. I'm Marty Peterson. And I'm Gary Price. These stories in depth on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints. That's Viewpoints for this week. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to learn more about upcoming shows and find a library of past programs on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Plus, you'll always find previous segments and more information about our guests at viewpointsradio.org. Join us again next week for another edition of Viewpoints. Viewpoints.